0: This program is brought to you by babawaymedia.org, Overseen by the Uloga Church of Christ in Uluga'a, Oklahoma. You're listening to For This I Bow My Knees with Tracy Frederick. Perhaps I'm just, I don't know, dense, but I never think of my Savior as weary. You know, while He was walking here on this earth, He walked miles and miles, but I never think of Him becoming weary or thirsty or hungry. That day, that's how the Holy Spirit described my Lord's physical state. Weary or exhausted. Our Lord was tired. It was probably around six o'clock in the evening, and the text says that he was tired from his journey. It had been a long one. He had been teaching and preaching and baptizing, or his disciples were baptizing. He was preaching as they were baptizing a lot of people. And, of course, the Pharisees heard about it. So our Lord determined it was time for them to move on. And that's how he came to this place where our Savior rested. He said, sent his disciples into a town to find food. And he sat down at a well to rest, to get a drink, and to wait for the woman he was going to talk with. I presume you know all about that conversation. It's pretty well known or, or famous for a lot of reasons. And I invite you to take a few moments and read the account in John chapter 4 closely and slowly but if you'll permit me there are a couple of things that have been on my heart that I think could help us in our walk as we look at and think about that evening when Jesus was weary at that well so let's go back to the scene Jesus was sitting alo- alone at Jacob's well. Now this was just outside of Saqqara in Samaria, and you'll recall that nationality in relation to a teaching that Jesus used to illustrate a compassion when he told the parable of the Good Samaritan. You'll find that account in Luke chapter 10. You'll also remember, perhaps, that the Samaritans were considered less than. You see, they were the result of intermarriages between the Hebrews of the northern kingdom of Israel and the Syrian settlers in Israel following the captivity of the northern kingdom. 2 Kings chapter 16 and 2 Kings chapter 17 explain that it was the Samaritans that made the high places and added in pagan worship. It was the Samaritans that the Jewish nation hated. You remember it was the Jews who prided themselves on their connection, their pure connection to Abraham. And they insulted Jesus in John chapter 8 by saying that Jesus was a Samaritan and had a demon verse 48 and yet when Jesus was weary he was tired from the day's journey he stopped there in the evening at that well in Samaria knowing that a Samaritan woman would come to draw water a woman some jews according to history started their day thinking god that they had not been born a gentile a slave or a woman even jesus's disciples were shocked or it says marveled to see jesus talking to a woman when they returned from purchasing food in town john chapter 4 verse 27 this woman who jesus told her give me a drink replied how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Verse 7-9 through nine. And that opened up the conversation about what he had to offer her, living water. To which she was pretty excited about not having to make the trip to the well. And to that she replied, Sir, give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Verse 15 and he did you know there are very few situations in which Jesus talked with someone all alone here it's just the two of them in the evening by a well a Samaritan woman and the Lord it's a very unique situation and there's some things about this woman that grabs my heart when I listen to her talk to my weary Savior I'm humbled by her attitude her willingness to accept what he says you know just own it She didn't get upset when Jesus called out her marital situation in verse 16, when he told her to go get her husband, and she replied, I have no husband. Jesus said, You have well said, I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one whom you now have is not your husband, is that you spoke truly. She knew he was right. There was no arguing. She couldn't deny the truth. It was what it was. Christ was right. And when he told her she had no idea what she was doing in her worship, that salvation would come from the Jews, not her pagan gods that she worshipped, verse 22, she accepted that too. Because she too waited for the Messiah. She gave no excuse. She gave no pushback. Christ laid her sin out in the open. She accepted it because it was true and he was the Messiah, verse 25 and 26. But there's something else that I think that may be a part of this. Do you realize that she may never ever before have been allowed to be a part of a conversation about salvation? She was not a Jew. She was a Samaritan. And therefore she had been left out. She was a woman. So who was going to take the time to talk to her about salvation? and about God and about the Messiah but she knew there was hope coming she knew he the Messiah was going to tell her that's what she was waiting on and that evening at that well he did a Samaritan woman met the Christ and talked with him alone and he although weary asked her for a drink I know that every single step that God, in human flesh, the Son, took on his journey on this earth was for a purpose. It had meaning. There was no mistakes or happenstances. I believe every step was on purpose to further the opportunity for spreading his good news to every group, every person, every woman, every Samaritan. And every day, every moment that has breath has possibilities for hope, for change, for finding our way to salvation. Because our Lord, every single step was on purpose. And every account in the text, every word is placed there for a reason. Even to let us know that Jesus was weary, but never, never too weary. Never too weary to show compassion, never too weary to submit His will to the Father never too weary to accept being arrested, tortured, nailed to the cross, for Samaritan woman, and you and me. He was never too weary to give up access to the living water that whoever drinks from that water will never thirst again. And so as I think about that evening at that well, I was kind of taken aback by the thought that my Savior was weary, and I was focused on that, I was concerned about that. When the most important part was that Samaritan woman. She came to my Savior. She came to her Messiah. And she knew, he knew her before she walked to that well. He knew she was coming. She knew that, he knew that she was thirsty. And he had compassion. And it is for this that I bow my knees today. We thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this program.